This is a preview of our February Patreon-exclusive episode. StarCrossed is a game I've been wanting to play for a very long time because it has what I consider to be the most compelling tagline for a game I have ever heard. StarCrossed is a game for two people who really, really want to, but really, really can't. In case you haven't guessed yet, this is the episode where Shanook and I fall in love. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Dice Pool. Splash! Splash! I will be your lifeguard on duty for this February game of ours. And because it is the month of Valentine's Day and love, we simply had to play a game all about devastating crushes and forbidden romance. And just like someone with a deeply overwhelming crush... Watching my crush like a creep from the bushes outside their house in the night and definitely never talking to them IRL, I'm actually going to step back and allow our two lovebirds, Shadouk and my fiancé, Brian, to dive right into Starcrossed, a game for two people who really, really want to, but really, really can't. Woo! Whoa, Abby's going to watch us. <laughs> nice. This whole podcast was a trap. <laughs> a trap for what? <laughs> for you, my darling. For you. This feels like a get out moment. No, we want you to get in. Am I right? <laughs> oh, that was gross. Okay. You ready to play some Starcross? Let's play some Starcross. Hell yeah. I've been looking forward to this game for a while, mostly because it has the best tagline of any game ever. A game for two people who really, really want to, but really, really can't. Yeah. Slaps. It's so intimate to just look across the, and there only be you here. I'm, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of nice, honestly. It's, it's, it's a vibe. It's really like, I wanted to play this game with my partner for so long, and it's actually probably better than I'm playing with you first. <laughs> like, it is, it feels appropriate. You hear that, Shazia? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so first, let's just uh, walk through the game, what it's what we're going to be doing. So this game has two people. We're going to be playing a pair of people who really, really want to, but really, really can't. So that could be any kind of relationship we can come up with. So it could be uh, the some of the examples of the books are like two gym bros. <laughs> uh, another example is a queen and like a lowly court jester Ooh. or something. Ooh. Um, so you can do kind of anything. We'll kind of pitch back and forth in a second. Uh, but also, the two characters, there's always a lead and always a follow. The lead always acts intentionally, except for in one instance. And the follow always acts unintentionally, except for in one instance. It's a little, it's, it's a little bit confusing, but you'll, you'll pick it up really quick. We're going to be playing through eight scenes. Each of those scenes has kind of like a title to them. And we'll go back and forth making moves to each other. Uh, we can always kind of describe things. We can always talk about our characters' movements. But anytime we want to speak in character or make any kind of move that is like intentionally or unintentionally touching the other person, intentionally or unintentionally revealing something about ourselves, uh, we have to be pulling from a Jenga tower. And while we're pulling from this Jenga tower, that is the only time our characters are allowed to talk in person. So if I want to speak dialogue, I have to have my hand on a block and pulling it. Uh, so anytime we're talking, the tower is getting less and less stable it is beginning to teeter-totter and when it falls if it falls one or both of us give in to our desire and we proclaim our love in some way 
Sound pretty good? Sounds good to me. Hell yeah. Two things we should keep in mind. What's bringing us together and what's keeping the, keeping us apart? Is it a power dynamic? Is it political? Is it class? It, you know, what is Or is it friendship? Um, and as we go, as we make moves each, so as our characters intentionally or unintentionally touch each other, as they intentionally or unintentionally reveal something personal, we will slowly be marking out stars on our character sheets that is our attraction level. Depending on how many stars we knock off by the end of the game when the tower is either fallen over or not, that will determine what the epilogue is. So something like zero to ten stars means it wasn't the right time. We reveal too much too soon. The connection is irrevocably broken. Whereas if we get up to 1719, that means sweet, cherished love with the bitter certainty of loss. 20 plus, your mind is overruled by the frantic beating of your heart. Damn the world. From now on, you only need each other. So we got to make moves. If we want to, if I want our love to last, we must make moves. We're making moves, baby. We're making moves, baby. Can't be afraid in this game. You just got to do it. Just got to do it. And at, so there are eight scenes. Uh, we have eight cards for eight scenes. If we get through all eight scenes and the tower still stands, we still tell an epilogue together. We don't need to use the attraction score, though our characters will never get to act on their feelings. <laughs> so this game encourages you to make a lot of moves or be kind of bad at Jenga, <laughs> of which I am not. <laughs> I will win both the meta game and the real game. I'm pretty bad at Jenga. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last thing to remember is that the lead uh, always starts the scene and makes the first move. The follow always chooses when each scene ends. Mm. Um, so there's a, a split level of power here. Yeah. I choose when you finish, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> We're getting spicy from the start. Uh, putting me in this game was a mistake. And I choose when we start. <laughs> Later, dear. <laughs> I've got a headache. <laughs> This um, is uh, not fun for Abby to watch. <laughs> uh, so to start us off, we want to figure out what our relationship is, like what the scene is. Um, and as we do this, just to start off the tower, uh, we're going to figure out the scene and we're also going to kind of create our characters. As we do that, we're going to start destabilizing the tower. And so each of us, we're going to pull out three blocks mm. kind of alternating back and oh, forth. Oh boy, we're, uh, you should sometimes break this within two two pulls. That'd be impressive. It's this is a brand new tower. This is these, these edges are smooth. I played Jenga maybe like last week, and I think I'm like the third or fourth pull. I broke the tower. Jesus Christ! This might be a short dice pool today. <laughs> a 25 minute dice pool, uh, and most of it was this part. <laughs> <laughs> so to start off, what what is the reason that we're to like? What's the scenario? Uh, like uh, yeah, like are we? Queen and footman. Um, queen and footman. Queen and footman. Queen and, yeah. footman. Queen, and uh, yeah. uh, queen and the guy that has a foot fetish. That's what you just said to me. Footman. <laughs> the guy that carries the stuff. My, my my two suggestions. I had the hiccups earlier today for like half an hour. Yeah. Someone was person who has the hiccups for a very long time and doctor or therapist. Would you be the hiccup guy or the doctor therapist guy? I can do either. Uh, that sounds interesting. My um, my other pitch was uh, magician and their assistant. I really like that one. Uh, you got anything? Uh, it's gonna be like a boxer and my trainer. Ooh, boxer or, and trainer is good. Uh, and then um, yeah, that's that's the only pitch. I, uh, if I find something mulling about in my head, farmer and the guy that buys my produce. Mm. Think like farmer and produce or a magician and assistant. Ooh, I think I like magician and assistant more than farmer and produce. 
magician and assistant. <laughs> um, so I'm going to take the lead. You, you want to take the follow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll take the lead. You take the follow. Uh, do you want to be the magician or the assistant? Ooh, um, I feel like you should be the magician with more knowledge of the magic world and me being the asshole friend that always asks you to perform every time you hang out with me and anyone that has never seen you do magic. This feels right. So you just you just want us to play us? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Play it We're really, really just playing us and who we are. <laughs> I w- we can swap. Was, we can swap. I was fully thinking like Vegas stage magician, you know, with like lions and tigers and Okay, shit. we'll swap. I'll be the magician, you be the assistant. <laughs> okay. And I'll show you everything I wish you would do to me. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so we've got that down. Let's each pull uh, a block from the tower and start to slowly destabilize this guy. As with all Jenga, the rules are you can only use one hand at all times. I did it so smooth. Schnook. I uh, moved pretty, the tower. Pretty smooth. Right? You moved the tower a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> so we have the reason. We've got to figure out what has brought us together and what is keeping us apart. So brought us together is pretty much like magician assistant. Like we work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, do you want to like be a magician? Like, what are you trying to get out of the assistantship? Uh, I think... Yeah, I think I'm trying to like learn this the trade, and I I have the idea of like, oh yeah, I should be a like I've got probably the erroneous idea of like, yeah, assistant is a stepping stone to magician. <laughs> is is it not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, maybe it is. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, if if the magician ever gets sick, it's like great, I'll take over, mm, and then it's like you're on, and then I just grab a different person for the my assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but what's keeping us apart? I think what's keeping us apart are the is the magician's code where you're never allowed to have any physical or intimate relations with your assistant, even if like they graduate and become a full-on magician. Once they become an assistant, the code says we're never your assistant, you're never allowed to kiss their face. And if so, you're barred from magic. Yeah, for anyone out there who thought the magician's code was never reveal your secrets, you're so fucking you're wrong, so dumb. idiot. You're so dumb, dude. That was that's how we tricked you. The, the devil's first lie. Yeah, Brian <laughs> was getting had, you to believe that bullshit. <laughs> what I just said is like literally on Brian's wall right now. Yeah, I've got a needle point. Yeah. Um, okay, so you'll be expelled from magic, the academy of magicians, yeah. if you have any kind of relations with your assistant. It is a chaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is a wall betwixt the two that shall not be torn asunder. Yeah, let's each pull from the, the tower. Pulling a low Jesus one. Jesus Christ! What the hell's wrong with you, Brian? I'm making it unstable. You're really trying to fuck me, aren't you? That's the point well, of the game. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> That's the point of the game. Cool. We don't necessarily need to worry about names, but we can if we if we want to. There are five questions on each of our character sheets. They are. Uh, who am I? What is my most attractive feature? What are two things about me that I don't realize are attractive? Why can't I act my feelings? And why is that important to me? The first two and the last two are answered by, we answer ourselves. And right. the middle one, the two things that are most attractive to me that I don't realize are attractive uh, is answered by each other's partners. So who am I? I am a aspiring magician. Getting over stage fright. What about you? Oh, I'm... Rahul Magikar, magician to the stars. Do you do you know that I have a buddy named Raul Magiar? 
No, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Literally saw him yesterday. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to God. <laughs> Raul, shout out. Um, what is my most attractive feature? It My hands. <laughs> hands. They're supple but strong. That's really crazy because my most attractive feature is also my hands. Oh, there's going to be so much hand stuff in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. All hand stuff. You know what it's going to be? It's just going to... Oh, this is perfect for me. It's just going to be a ton of the shots from the 2005 Pride and Prejudice movie where Matthew mm. McFadden's Darcy like helps Elizabeth Bennet onto the carriage and there's that shot of just his hand as he walks away and he's yeah. flexing it. Sexiest shot in all of cinema. A lot of hand work is going on. A lot, a lot of close-up on hands. Mm. Uh, this is doing it for me. We'll save... I think we'll save the last thing. No, no, no. We'll, we'll do this now. Okay. Uh, what are two things about me that I don't realize are attractive? You're like attention to detail mm -hmm. and like that I think manifests both like in your work and also just like the things you remember and recall about me and whatnot. Nice. Uh, yeah. Turns this guy on so much. Um, and then I think just yeah. like he just remembers. Things. <laughs> and I think it's really easy to get uh, lost in like the sound of your voice. Ooh, very true to life there. Yeah. I think for you, uh, <laughs> It is. What's your what's your guy's name? Marhul Magikar, magician to the stars. Uh, it is um, long flowing locks. Long flowing locks. Uh, the full on um, like Fabio vibes mm. in in length and most attractive thing. I think it is your. I think it's your detachment. Ooh, that's kind of like it. We're here to work. This is business, and it feels kind of like a play hard to get thing. Mm. There's just always, there's always, that wall is very much there, like full on magician's code. You don't mess with your assistants. Right. And that is like hardwired in. I'm like, ooh, I see a challenge. Right. Uh, that's good. That's good. Why can't I act on my feelings? This is my ladder. This is my ladder to being a magician. I don't, I don't want to mess things up. I want to get on the main stage. I, I want to keep learning. And if right. I blow this up, then we're, we're both out. You're fucked. And then I think, uh, similar to you, I, I don't want to lose my magic license. <laughs> and I want to get my magic license. My career, everything I've built hinges on me not doing this. Um, and why is that important to me? Uh, lifelong, lifelong dream. Yeah. And, and only current skill. I really put all <laughs> eggs in this basket. Yeah, I think uh, Rahul spent like 30 years of his life studying magic and doing this and like lost the respect of like family and friends to achieve this fame and fortune that he has. And now losing that for a person feels wrong or just as scary. I'm going to call my guy Theo. 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 TNR. TNR. Torn and restored. Ooh. Yeah. I don't have a good one. That's a classic, classic badger trick. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> Um, so with those answers, let's each pull our last block uh, before we get started. Bro, stop going for the low ones. I'm going for. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it fun. You're like knocking it over. No, I'm not. It's yeah, fine. you look, are. Look, you're getting. You've got an easy one right there. Oh, you can see it. It's coming out. Oh God. As with Jenga, you cannot pull from the, the two highest completed. Right. So you're the one to make, you're, you pull out both sides. Well, you told me to take that one. <laughs> okay, before we get started, 
Uh, we've got X card at the table. We can use that anytime if we're like, nah. Right. <laughs> Let's not right. do that. We're pretty comfortable. We know we, yeah. we know our lines and veils pretty well. Right. Is there anything like I think in like this like I guess intimate setting that you don't want to talk about or do or whatnot? No, I think I'm okay. Okay. What about you? Yeah. Um pretty pretty chill. Pretty open to lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh scene one titled An Introduction. Mm. Since I'm the lead, I, I do the first move. Uh, I think I don't think it needs to be all the scenes, but I think a bunch of these scenes should be during shows. Yeah. Um, so I think I think the first scene is um so because I'm the lead, the things that I will normally do is intentionally um either touch the follow or reveal something personal to the follow. Whereas the follow will usually unintentionally do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the the first move I'll make is the opening of the show, uh, you walk on and start to introduce the show and then call out my name and I walk on and like as I walk behind you, I like brush along your shoulder and then like down to your, like the small of your back and then kind of like pull you in close, like like kind of like a teamwork type thing. Mm-hmm. Um but as I'm doing that, I am uh, pulling out like a key from your like the waistband of your pants mm. that will be used in the uh, the escape that we're doing. So I start to pull a block, uh, and I say, "Well, it's great to be here. Uh, I just hope that uh, that uh, you don't get um, uh, stuck." Um, and it gets very apparent that while I have very good stage presence, I have no ability to speak in front of people <laughs> and, there's, <laughs> and there's a large uh i think i think we're like on a vegas stage but it's like a 2 p.m on a tuesday show like mm. it, there's tables where people are it's like table it's not rows it's like tables i think as you like say these first words uh rahul like kind of sees like oh we need to like work on your the way you talk during these shows and so he's like as you're taking the key out and like finishing your, your sentence, Raul is going to like do like a swift, like turn, like spin in front of you to like, kind of like overtake you. And as he does, he's like, this is unintentional, but like almost just like, yeah, unintentionally like puts my guy, like as I'm turning, like my hands are in the air and I put my hand on your mouth for, but a moment to like almost be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and I'm doing this and I'm turning and I'm like, Hey everyone, this is Theo, uh, and he always gets your name wrong. <laughs> Amazing to get that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is Theo, uh, my new assistant. Uh, we were super excited to have him, and he's not going to talk much this show, but we're excited that you're all here. And uh, I think as uh, he does this, he goes, and look, magic. He pulls out glitter, throws it on you, and you disappear somehow. <laughs> you, um, uh, As you throw this like big poof of glitter, uh, I twist my heel on a secret little dial on the floor, and a trapdoor opens up, and I fall down uh, directly onto like a big pillow as the trapdoor slams up again, uh, briefly covered by the shade of your glitter. What am I... Do I, do I want to do anything else? Uh, I think that's my... That's my movements. 
but uh, but as as I follow that, I hear your footsteps above me as you start to reposition to like the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the key in my hand, I start moving very quickly. I like fall on the pad. I very quickly get up and start moving to along the secret tunnel to the back of the auditorium, right? Uh, so that I can be there for my cue when I get revealed. Cool. And I think like you're waiting for your cue. Like I'm explaining the show to the audience. I'm like, there's like this like box hanging from like the rafters and like no one has touched it during the show, but I'm like introducing it to the crowd. I'm like, you know, like in that box is like, I'm going to like talk to the audience members and like ask them things about themselves. And like in that box, there's like a scroll that will like have all of the, like, like, a like everything that's kind of said throughout the show that like the audience members say who like clearly are audience members mm-hmm. kind of just appears on the scroll at the end of the show. And I'm like, right. It's the I big knew what's going to happen. End. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. knew this is all going to happen the entire time. Like I can see the future type stuff. And, uh, I think that's the one trick that I don't know. Yeah. Like you've told me the secret, but like I'm not involved for that one. So you haven't told me anything. Right. You don't know how it works, but like fully like, yeah, the important things that happen or are said kind of appear on that scroll. Uh, and it's like happens after every show. I love that. Uh, I think I move to my final mark uh, at the back of the auditorium for like this first trick. And I wait for you to reveal me. I almost want to do an unintentional thing, but I only get to do that once per game. So it feels like too early to do it in the introduction. I get in my position. Um, you spin your hand around. A big spotlight follows to the back of the auditorium. And uh, I appear in spotlight and want big applause. Uh, this is always like a big hit. Uh-huh. Um, and I run down the the aisleway, like giving high fives to everybody and stuff, like throwing cards and shit. Mm. And I land back on the stage and I using the, like I uh, palming a card that I have or palming. Uh, actually, you know what? Here's, here's what it is. As I'm running down the, um, the aisleway, I'm like shaking hands with a bunch of people like, hey, how's it going? And I steal a guy's watch. And I palm it in my hand and I start running towards you. And then I again uh, secrete it like down. I again like run my hand down your back into a uh, like secluded pocket type thing. Hmm. And I like secrete the stolen watch into a pocket in like the back of your jacket that when the watch goes in there, it immediately falls into your side pocket. And as I do that, I have to pull a thing and I get to say... Well, you better watch out. I might be saying some more stuff throughout this night. And I do a really big wink to you, but not to the audience. And that watch reveal hasn't happened yet, so it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I I think Earl just puts his hand in his head. It's like, (laughs) he's just like, oh, God. Okay, cool. Uh, Great. And so now I think uh, as you slipped, I think also like when you did that, you weren't supposed to do that to like, two more, three tricks down the line. You went a bit early. So like Raul's like making a mental note of like, got to talk about this thing and timing. And then uh, continues with the, with like what the next tricks are. I think he does like a, like has like a book or like ask if anyone has a book in the room. Someone does and like brings them on stage and is like, go to a random page, pick a random word. And I'm going to tell you what word you picked. And then like does that mentalist shit that's like, Mm-hmm. The word you land on is like second or whatever. Right. Uh, classic. Crowd's going nuts. I think uh, somehow, some way, this person that has the book or whatever or keep on stage was the watch person. Yeah. I think Raul's going to unintentionally reveal something personal 
at some point, like felt the watch, like figured out what it was is a connoisseur of watches and says, are you missing anything today? Or is like, are you missing anything today? And, uh, this guy's like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, what about on your wrist? And, uh, the guy realizes the watch is gone and he goes, fuck. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you See, fu- I'm bad at Jenga. Let's be clear. You had it fully pulled out. There was no danger of it, of anything falling. And then you just threw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to be like hot and sexy and also play Jenga. It's really hard. Not yet. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and so I'm talking to this guy and uh, Raul was saying, oh, my last uh, assistant used to actually wear the same Casio watch that you're missing. And uh, they were my favorite assistant. Oh. Uh, and then uh, says, and you had to be careful because these assistants be stealing things and uh, gives the watch back. And everyone's like, that's crazy. The, the guy goes to sit down and, and I go, I'm going to uh, reveal something personal. And as you go sit down, I go, oh, wait, 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 uh, before you go, before you go. And I reach into my pocket and I pull out his wallet, his belt, and his tie. And I, I turn to him, I give him back, and I turn to you and I go, I'm actually trying to be your favorite assistant. <laughs> and I think as as you say that, Raul, kind of like there's like someone in the back that has like the show, like, stages like things and he's like was that something we practiced like is just like kind of like figuring out like what the fuck when did that when did we decide that was gonna happen mm-hmm. um and goes with the flow but then like fast forward to like the end of the show like reveals all the things including you saying that i'm trying to be your favorite assistant is in the like scroll of the glass yeah, box yeah, yeah, yeah and that's where the scene will end who that's scene one an introduction And that's all for this preview of our game of Starcrossed. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, head on over to Patreon and become a member of the Dice Pool. Your support helps us to keep making this show and also gets you brand new actual plays and talkbacks each and every month. As of this recording, there are almost 30 hours of bonus content on our Patreon. So check out the link in the show notes below or go to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod to join the dice pool. Splash.